Okay, I wanted to have a uh, brief discussion about what to do should you or someone you know receive a threat. Before I continue with the content of this, I kind of wanted to note that very, very new to the whole voice recording thing. I'm not very good at it yet, so there's going to be uh, mistakes along the way. I apologize in advance for that. I've got a bullet point uh, notepad that I'm reading from. Uh, so this recording is very much off the cuff, um, but referring to bullet points, you'll probably be able to tell when, be able to tell when, as and when I'm going through it. So just bear with me. So yeah, once again, um, we get, we have a lot of clients that receive threats. The original company that we set up was specifically for people who had received threats. So we're going back in time a little bit in terms of the services we provide, but it's still very, very relevant today and, and probably always will be. So um, threats can range from uh, damage to property, reputational damage, all the way to the causing of physical harm. As a security contractor, we conduct what are commonly known as threat assessments quite regularly for private individuals who we work for on a regular term, a regular or long-term basis. This looks at all types of threats posed uh, to an individual uh, or a group of individuals, such as a family. Going back a step, I just want to uh, look at the definition of the word threat, which is something that will cause harm to something or someone. The reason I mention this now is because when we do a threat assessment, we look at the risk associated with those threats, and the definition of the word risk is entirely different. Um, I won't go into it too much. Essentially, what it means is uh, risk is the likelihood of something occurring, whereas threat is the thing that may potentially cause harm. So if you're looking at a threat, you want to reduce or mitigate the risk associated with that threat. Um, by that definition, and in the interest of a generic threat assessment, that uh, a threat assessment would in be inclusive of a number of things um, as far-fetched as theft and even adverse weather conditions. However, the scope of this podcast or blog, whatever you're listening or reading to, we'll, uh, we'll look at the options that are available to you as a private individual should someone threaten you with causing physical harm either to yourself or someone you know, a friend or your property. Now, there is a legal element to this that you should be aware of or interested in. However, I will. Um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to highlight very briefly the main offences that someone may be committing by issuing a threat, but I will leave the final details of the legislation to the end of the podcast because I'm conscious of the fact that reading or listening to uh, extensive parliamentary acts can be very tedious and, and, and boring, borderline confusing in some cases. Um, one of the few things you, you should firstly do if you've received a threat it's called the police. I'm going to work on the assumption that you've already done this. Okay, so if, if you've received a threat and you believe yourself to be, or you feel you, that you are in, in imminent danger, then please telephone or call the police immediately. All right. Some of the things that the police are going to do um, initially will ask you be asking you questions. Um, the 999 uh, operator will, will transfer you to the police, and depending on the severity of, the, of how they perceive the threat, um, they may send someone to you. They may uh, put you through to an officer who may take a statement over the phone. One of the things that, well, a few of the things that they're going to ask are how the threat was issued. And by that, they mean was it over the phone? Was it done by, via email, um, posted on social media? Or was it done verbally, face to face, that kind of thing? Um, if the threat uh, was in relation to your reputation, 
the police will not involve themselves. All right, you need to be aware of that. If someone's threatened to spread rumors about you, whether that be digitally, verbally, whatever, um, it is it is illegal because it's an attack on someone's reputation under the Defamation Act. But it's a civil matter, and it will not usually require police assistance. So if it is that, then take that into consideration. The police will not be involved. Um, so if if your reputational um, if your reputation is under threat from someone, that is something else that we can potentially help with. But I'll I'll go through the options later on. If the person's known to you, they're going to want to know that, or they're going to want to know the name, their address, how you know them, etc. etc. Uh, if they deem your safety to be in imminent danger, once again, they will send a unit to you. However, for the most part, you're going to be asked to make a statement which they will follow up on. All right, So that statement could be made with the officers or officer face-to-face -face or over the phone. Basically, this leaves a huge gap. Right? By that gap, I mean if you receive a threat and you know it to be real or credible, you're going to be left uh, to feel very, very vulnerable. The police cannot protect every individual who receives a threat as they simply do not have the resources to do so. So imagine you've received a threat from someone, the police say, all right, we'll take a statement from you. Okay, you've given the statement. Thank you very much. We'll look into it. No, you're going to be sat there thinking, right, now I'm in danger. What do I do? You're at home, you're at the office, whatever. whatever. You're going to be in a position where you just don't feel comfortable and, and quite rightly so. The only way to bridge this huge gap is to engage usually a private security firm who, if they are competent enough, will efficiently and effectively implement, implement relevant, appropriate and proportionate countermeasures that will deter or prevent the threats from occurring. Alright, so, police, won't well, police will involve themselves, they're taking a statement but they're not providing you with immediate adequate protection because, once again, they, they do have the resources to do it but they can't do it for everyone that receives a threat. So whilst they may perceive it to be real, there's there's a bit of a gap there, and that void uh, can be uh, filled by engaging a private security firm. The other thing you need to be aware of is the awkward balance of what people desire to have in terms of security and their budget. In an ideal situation, uh, you would have a large security team who are capable of providing all of the countermeasures that you require or should have however this is all dictated by the realistic availability of funds in some cases money will not be an issue but the harsh reality is that for most it is the reason why both private individuals and families as well as corporate clients choose to work with vanquish specifically is because of our availability to investigate threats as well as implementing the relevant countermeasures our first company name was Vanquish Security and Investigation Consultants, which was no mistake. It's our specialty. We basically set the business up. The security business was the first company that was incorporated. And it was set up with the unique selling point in a very, very competitive environment to provide the ability to investigate threats that clients receive. So typically speaking, security companies will probably listen to a situation, provide bodyguards or provide residential security teams or security operatives, whatever it is, but not really be able to deal with the threat other than preventing it from happening. So imagine you're 
at your residence, you've received the threat, that threat starts to become very, very realistic. The person or people or organization, whatever it is, shows up to your house and then you've got the security there to prevent them from entering the house or whatever it is. That, in my opinion, is too late. That, in my opinion, is a situation where the security effort hasn't been implemented properly. If someone or, or something, the threat itself has managed to get that close to you, your family, your your employees or whatever it is, that's not good. That's too late in my opinion. What we do differently is investigate the threat and try to mitigate the risk remotely. With all of our operatives being trained by our very own training academy, we've got the unique, we have the unique ability to ensure that our team members are trained to the highest caliber with the most relevant skill sets that fits our client's needs. So going back a step, our training academy is a course that I've written. It's a 21 day uh, bodyguard training program. In order for anyone to attend the course, they need to apply. It's an application process. I think, to my knowledge, it's the only, we are the only company in the world that do that. So as opposed to, you see the bodyguard course, you want to join, you basically pay a deposit and join. That's not how it works. You apply, you go through a process, you're interviewed over the phone or face-to-face, -face, and then we'll consider your application before being able to join the course. That's how every one of our operatives comes to working for Vanquish. The, the, the training course itself is a 21-day assessment period. So each day they're on the course, they're being assessed by the instructor. If the police have not provided you with an adequate protection you feel vulnerable and if you have the budget available I strongly recommend implementing a security team immediately. The team leader along with advisors who will probably be office based will work with you to ensure that the relevant and proportionate countermeasures, countermeasures sorry, are implemented in order to protect you, your family and possibly your business interests. However, if you're someone that has received the threat that you believe to be credible and you feel vulnerable and you're not sure what budget you have available or you're not sure that your budget will stretch to provide you with the relevant protection, then what you can do is contact a security consultant who will work with you, listen to the situation and provide you with details of what is not only appropriate and proportionate and relevant but also affordable and which will be obviously dictated by your budget. At Vanquish, we have a range of consultants available across the globe. You can arrange a consultation or find more information by going to www.vanquish-security.com forward slash security advisor, which is all one word, security advisor being all one word. Consultations are charged at, at the time of recording this, £150 per hour, which is typically a suitable time frame for the consultant to listen, understand assess and advise you of the best options that are available to you and will work within your budget. If you want to receive a consultation with myself, the fees are slightly higher. We can discuss that. If you want to get in contact with me directly, then please feel free to go to uh, my website, uh, which is michaelchandler.online, or you can email me directly. My email address is mc at the vanquishgroup.co.uk sorry there's a lot of websites we have there we've got 
the investigation company has a website. We've got the security business has a website. I have a website. Uh, and of course, the group company has a website. And because I work directly for the Vanquish Group as the chief operating officer and chief security consultant, I have my email address through the Vanquish Group. So it might seem a bit confusing. It's just three, four businesses all rolled into one as such. All right, so just want to go back to uh, the boring legal bit. Um, it's an offence under Section 5 of the Public Order Act 1986. Um, this is obviously UK legislation. Um, you would need to revise legislation in your specific region, country, state uh, that relates to threatening behaviour. But in the UK, under Section 5 of the Public Order Act 1986, it, uh, Section 5 makes it an offence to use threatening, threatening, abusive or insulting words or behaviour or disorderly behaviour or to display any writing, sign or other visible representation which is threatening, abusive or insulting within the hearing or sight of a person likely to be caused harassment, alarm or distress thereby. The offence does not depend on harassment, alarm or distress actually having been caused in the particular case. It is an offence, sorry, <laughs> it is a defence for a person accused of this offence if he or she can prove that, they, uh, that he had no reason to believe that there was any person within hearing or sight who was likely to be caused harassment, alarm or distress, or that he or she was inside a dwelling and had no reason to believe that the words, behaviour, writing, signs or other visible representation would be heard or seen by a person outside that or any other dwelling or that his conduct was reasonable. So basically what that's saying is it is an offence to use threatening, abusive, insulting words or behaviour to someone causing them alarm, harassment or distress. However, the accused can defend themselves if they believe uh, that no one was in, no one could have heard it, what they said, no one could have seen what they wrote or displayed, um, or if they were in their own home, basically. Um, obviously, they can defend themselves if they believe that their conduct was reasonable. A person, moving on, is guilty of an offence under Section 5 only if he or she intends their words or behaviour to be or is aware that it may be threatening, threatening, abusive or insulting or if he intends for his or her behaviour to be or is aware that it may be disorderly. The police can arrest a person without a warrant if he or she fails to heed a warning to stop the conduct in question. The maximum penalty is a £1,000 fine. The Section 5 is capable of being charged as a racially or religiously aggravated offence if the offender demonstrates hostility based on the victim's membership of a racial or religious group around the time of the offence, or it is wholly or partly motivated by the hostility towards members of, a, of such a group. So, yes, threatening behaviour under Section 5 uh, of the Public Order Act uh, is, relates to insulting words of behaviour. In terms of threatening behaviour, someone can be arrested for threatening someone if the person believes themselves to be in immediate danger. That meaning, if 
the person, this is my understanding of the law in, uh, when I was taught this uh, from my time in the, in the military police, if the person is can be in immediate danger, then it is actually threatening behaviour. By that definition, what I mean is, if I am stood in front of someone and I threaten, to threaten them with a punch in the face, then that is threatening behaviour. However, if it's not realistic, if it's not likely to happen, for example, I've threatened to punch someone in the face while I'm on, whilst I'm on the phone to them, then that isn't threatening behaviour. That's my understanding of it. Now, what I'm going to do in the show notes or, or the, the, the bottom of the blog post, which is going to be a transcript of this recording, I will post a few links. One of them will be to a PDF which I've just read from, which is from the House of Commons Library, um, as well as a link to the entire Public Order Act uh, from legislation.gov.uk. So you can, if you're uh, as boring as I am and uh, interested in, in legislation as I am, then you can, you can read it yourself and look into um, what uh, constitutes threatening behaviour. But this is borderline irrelevant because the fact of the matter is, if you have received a threat, you want to do something about it, if you believe it to be credible, then you need to contact the police. Once the police have done their bit, if you still feel vulnerable, then you should contract, contact a security consultant who will be able to, as I say, listen to your situation, assess what the best countermeasures are moving forward within your budget. Like I say, we are very, we can help with that. Um, I can help with that personally. I'll refer you uh, initially to the Vanquish website, which is vanquish-security.com forward slash security advisor. And that's all one word. Um, alternatively, um, if you want to work with me directly, you can do so. Please send me an email, which will be mc at thevanquishgroup.co.uk. My fees are slightly higher than uh, Vanquish fees. So Vanquish security consultants charge £150 an hour. Myself directly, I do charge more. If you want to have a discussion about what those fees are, then please, once again, feel free to contact me via email. I will return your call with an initial discussion just to see if it's something I can help with. Uh, that will that will cost nothing. If you um, want to do that, then you're more than welcome to. We can then have a brief discussion. And if you decide you do want to go ahead with a full consultation after I've decided that it is something I can potentially help with, then we can, we can discuss fees and everything will be done via contract and um, agreement by email anyway. So yeah, that, that's probably the best way forward. If you want to work with Vanquish directly, then once again, please feel free to go to their website. There is a form there that you can fill in online. Someone will return your call as soon as they can. Thank you very much for listening. If you are on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe. For some reason, I only have 11 subscribers, despite the fact that I have loads of <laughs> likes on, on Facebook and Instagram and all that kind of stuff, but I'm really lacking in the, in the YouTube department. Sorry for having my phone aloud. If you want to um, subscribe to that, I'd be very grateful, where you will receive notifications every time a new video is uploaded. All right, thank you very much.